Good morning, church family. Well, if, uh, if you haven't been with us, or um, we just want to remind you that uh, we are saving worship through music for the end this morning, for our, our, some of our last few minutes together. Uh, so you got me. So, I, you know, there's where we're at. Uh, and we will get to a chance to lift our voices in song uh, in a little bit. But uh, we are going to study God's Word together, as always. Um, when I was thinking, of, I was thinking about this, um, if I were to introduce someone to you right now, and, you know, bring someone up here and say, I'm introducing them, then hopefully, you know, we, we would probably respond in some way, often positive. But, you know, perhaps there are other ways to respond when, when I'm introducing someone, depending on what we're thinking or what we know. Maybe there's another response that could come from our mouth. Well, I'm not going to introduce a person, but if I was introducing something else this morning, I'm kind of curious what our response would be. So what if I were to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, introducing the year 2020. <laughs> right. So there's a sm- for those of you at home, I hope you are responding. I want to know what you are responding. And, and for those in person, there was a smattering. There was, there was some boos. There, there was a couple chuckles. Um, and, and, you know, and hopefully there's some applause, too, for all that, that, that is going on in life that is good and can be celebrated. But um, we, we're starting to have that feeling about 2020, aren't we? Um, sometimes in conversation with one another or a conversation I see online, whether it's uh, things that you are struggling through in your personal life, difficulties even just this past week for those in our church family who we love, uh, if it's things that, that are difficult in our church family, if it's things that are in the national news that have been very difficult, and they're not talking about one thing, we're even talking about multiple things it feels like this year, and it feels like those difficult headlines and those polarizing topics um, just keep coming. And the latest one for me uh, is these fires in Northern California and, 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 and many places. But uh, much of Northern California is on fire. That's a heavy one for me because uh, my brother and his family are not yet evacuated, but they're just miles in the Santa Cruz Mountains from the fires. And it weighs heavy on our family in particular. Not that, it, not that it's not a heavy situation for all, but it weighs on us because my folks lost their home in the Paradise Fire two years ago. And so watching the news, watching for updates, uh, and going, ladies and gentlemen, 2020. So we could have a tendency to want to write 2020 off. I've seen jokes online and memes and things, you know, about get rid of 2020. How soon can I get out of 2020? You know, skip, fast forward, et cetera, et cetera. But I, and I understand that. And I feel some of that. Uh, but I'm also so appreciative to be part of a church family where I've also had conversations in recent weeks and months with many of you along the lines of, okay, God, you're with us. What are you up to? I love that I'm part of a church family where I'm having conversations with you uh, of not necessarily needing to write off 2020 because we know that God is good all the time and that we can, and that we can ask him even through the difficulties, that we can lift our eyes to him and go, God, what are you up to? What do you have for me? What do you have for us in the midst of this? So we're in a series of messages um, called By Faith, 
and we've been working our way through the uh, chapter in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, we have been defining faith this way. We have been talking about faith in this way, that, that faith is, is a confidence that results in action, that, that as we grow as followers of God, we have such an increasing God confidence that we know who he is and what he says and that he will do what he says he will do, that we have such a God confidence that it impacts the way we live, that our actions, that our words and our deeds are, are out of that God confidence. That's, that's when we live out our faith. And so I'm suggesting this morning that that, that happens in the ups, but also in the downs of 2020. That we can have that kind of God confidence, uh, not only when things go our way, but when things don't go our way. And so uh, this series of messages is taking us through Hebrews chapter 11. And we sometimes talk about Hebrews chapter 11 as, um, as the hall of faith. And we think of it as these, these larger than life people that followed God that we read about in our Bibles. And so this hall of faith, this last nine weeks, we've been going through Hebrews chapter 11, and we've been talking about these many people whose faith, despite their circumstances, allowed them to live out God's good purposes in their lives. So we want to keep doing that um, this morning. So uh, if you haven't done so already, open your Bible and join me in Hebrews chapter 11. And actually, you can be right there at the beginning of the chapter, even though This morning's text is the end of the chapter, but look with me at at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Love you to bring your Bibles with you. Love you to open your Bible at home. Uh, Get your Bible on your lap. Open your Bible at home. Keep your finger in God's Word and study with us. We want to hear from God this morning through His Word. So Hebrews chapter 11, uh, starting at verse 1. And I want us to note something this morning. We're going to see how this chapter begins and how it ends and you're looking for something in common. There's a word in common with this, the beginning and the end of this chapter. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the people of old received their commendation. Now skip down with me to, chapter, uh, sorry, to verse 39. Chapter 11, verse 39. And it says, and all of these, referring back to this whole chapter, all of these stories of all these followers of God who we've highlighted in recent weeks, verse 39 says, and all of these people, they were commended through their faith. What word did we see both, both places? Com- commended or commendation, right? This is an encouraging place to start this morning. Think with me about this, this glorious truth. Kent Hughes, an author and pastor, put it this way, that when we see the word commended, that followers of God are commended by their faith. This is encouraging because Kent Hughes wrote, God forgets no one that loves and serves him. God forgets no one who loves and serves him. It is his great pleasure, it is God's great pleasure to commend faith, to recognize Faith, to notice our faith, to praise faithful lives, to approve of our, of our faith in him. So what an encouraging beginning 
and end of this chapter, that these lives of faith that we read about as examples to us and, and knowing that we, as we trust God and live by faith, God sees and notices and commends our faith. So let's uh, read this morning's text. This morning we are covering chapters 30, uh, verse 32 and to the end of the chapter, Hebrews 11, starting at verse 32. Uh, this is week 10 of our series through Hebrews 11. We're going to conclude our series. Uh, we're concluding chapter 11 today, but our series concludes next Sunday as we'll take a look at the first couple of verses of chapter 12. So Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 32. And the author continues, right? He's rattling off, he's telling us these stories, reminding us of the faith of these people that we read about in our Bibles. And he continues in verse 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me. In other words, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of space on paper here. I, would time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets. And right away, we could, if, if, if you've studied your Bible, you might, right away, some of these names might jump off the page and you might go, yeah, they have stories of faith. Yeah, they served God in various ways. But you know what else you might think of? When we read the story of anybody in the Bible, you might also think of these per people's failures. In verse 32, is that list of human beings perfect? No, we're, we, we're, they're certainly not. We... We see in the Bible also their failures and the ways their faith fell short and the way their behavior fell, fell short. But this is super encouraging to me, what, what, what we're about to notice. It, it, we just said that God forgets no one who loves and serves him. And, and, uh, and we just said that, that God sees and notices and commends faith. So, so even with, with their imperfections, even despite their sins, even in, in, the wits, in the ways of their lives that fall short of the glory of God, God does not withhold his love for them. He does not withhold his commendation for their faithful lives. I need to hear that. Because you know me, and you know that I am not perfect either. And you know yourself and you know that you go against God's ways. And, and, and despite the fact that we are saved, and despite the fact that we are being transformed into God's likeness, that we still, at times, sin, and our lives are still uh, imperfect and fall short of the glory of God. And so what good news it is that God doesn't withhold his commendation, his approval, because they were living by faith. Because we talk about this all the time. Our tendency could be to lean into, I've got to earn it. I need to, my behavior needs to match up for God to love me. If I want to be saved and be right with God and have life now and life eternal, I, I've got to match up. I've got to earn it. I've got to behave. I've got to do certain things. I've got to be a good person. I've got to say the right thing. But friends, church family, Let's never lose sight of this, this glorious good news, that our salvation, that being made right with a holy and perfect God, that receiving life now and life eternal is not by our work, by our efforts, by our behavior, by our merit, but friends, church family, salvation is by grace alone, through our faith, our trust in him alone, through Jesus, in, in Jesus Christ alone. 
And so these verses, these verses in, in Hebrews 11 refer to heroes of the faith. Yes, it is the hall of faith. Um, and, and we've heard these stories in chapter 11 of, of, of these seemingly larger-than-life people. But we've also reminded ourselves and reminded each other in recent weeks that the hall of faith is not just Old Testament big shots. That the hall of faith is, is, is not just these spiritual giants that we could never be like. we got to remember that those listed, that those whose faith we're studying are also ordinary people like you and I, living lives empowered by God's Holy Spirit, living lives by faith. And so let's continue in our passage this morning. And I want you to, this, this next few verses is so fun to read. And I want to say this before I read them. These next few verses are highlighting lives of faith that God has empowered for triumph. That, that God, we're going to read these glorious few verses, and it's exciting to read, and it's thrilling, and it's what we would ask God to make our lives of faith look like. These are, these are circumstances, these are occasions, these are people that God has empowered through their faith to live in a triumphant way. And, 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 and let's start there. Verse 32 again. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who, through their faith, conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, Women received back their dead by resurrection. What a spectacular few verses to read. Faith. These are examples of faith on the offensive. Lives of faith that are winning moral and spiritual victories as well as seeing miraculous results in their lives. And as you read those few verses, some of those stories, some of those examples, we might think, ooh, I know who that was. I know who that story's about from from reading my Bible. And you know what's cool about those verses and these next few verses, though? Some of these stories are known, perhaps, in our Bible, but very possibly also these verses are referring to many followers of God that we don't know their name. And, and, we, and, the, and their faithful life story is not recorded in Scripture. Ordinary followers of God, like you and me, empowered by His Spirit to live for Him, having a God confidence such that their lives are changed and it changes the way they speak and act and do and interact. So this, this first few verses are fun to read because it's faith on the offensive. It's, it's lives empowered for triumph. And so let's, let's ask ourselves right there for a moment before we continue. Let's think about that. How might God work in and through me? How might God want to work in and through each of you as our lives are entrusted to him, as we live our lives by faith? How might God want to empower us for triumph, for victory, for seeing his purposes accomplished in our world and our spheres of influence? God wants to work in those ways. 
And that's how faith always looks, right? Triumphant, successful, victorious, right? <laughs> nope, right away I saw some shaking heads. Good. That, we read those verses, and those are fun to read. And God uses people in that way. And there are times when our faithful lives are triumphant, and we see the results, and God's at work. But, but those are not always the way it is. It's not always strong and successful and miraculous and heroic. This is where we started this morning. We're talking about 2020. I think we all know well right now that life includes difficulty and suffering and hardship and pain and disagreement and polarization and arguing and things that our culture and our, and our nation and ourselves are struggling with. So when life includes difficulty and pain and hardship, does that mean that God's not with us? Does that, no, certainly not. Does that mean when, when lives include difficulty and hardship and suffering, does that mean um, that we are not living by faith? No, not necessarily. Yes, there are lives of faith that are, are sometimes empowered for triumph, but these following verses are a huge contrast. These next few verses are a huge contrast, and I think they offer us an important perspective because sometimes we feel like our rights are being infringed and our, uh, 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 our freedom to assemble and to worship is, is being um, persecuted. But if we look at these next few verses, I think we gain some perspective. We gain some perspective on what persecution looks like. So let's continue. Hebrews 11, uh, picking up halfway through verse 5. We read those lives of triumph, those lives of faith that resulted in triumph. And now let's see what God's word gives us examples for. Here in Hebrews 11, here in the hall of faith, here in a chapter where we are given people to, to look up to and to, to recognize and commend their faith. Remember the word commend we started with? This whole chapter is people whose faith is commended, noticed by God, praised by God, and it includes what I'm about to read, verse 35. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. It's a lot different than the rest of Hebrews 11, isn't it? It's a lot different, but it's still Hebrews 11. It's still the hall of faith. It's still God commending lives lived by faith. But that section, instead of highlighting faithful lives that were experiencing triumph, those verses commend lives of faith that were empowered for perseverance. That God was with them and that for his purposes, that sometimes only he knows, instead of empowering their lives for triumph and victory and what we would see as what we would prefer, instead, there are times when God's good purposes and perfect plans involve empowering a life of faith for perseverance. 
to trust and follow God no matter what to the end of this earthly life. Uh, A commentator I read this week, Raymond Brown, writes this. In these cases, the last few verses I read, in these cases, faith is a life-accepting quality. It's people who go, yeah, life isn't always what I want. Life isn't always the way I would have said it would go. Life isn't always a bed of roses. These are people, Raymond Brown is saying in these cases that we just read, these are people who are accepting this, uh, whose faith is, is accepting life the way it is, and, in, and their faith enables a man or a woman to face suffering and adversity with serenity, endurance, and trust. These valiant men and women were given the strength to suffer rather than to conquer. They turned agonizing distress into triumphant achievement. May our lives of faith empower us to live triumphantly if that is what God chooses. But I pray for you and for me this morning that God would empower our lives of faith to persevere as well when 2020 doesn't smell so good. Verse 39, chapter 11, verse 39. And all these, though they were commended through their faith, referring to these Old Testament followers of God, these, those that lived and trusted God before the time of Jesus, they were commended through their faith, but they did not receive what was promised. We've talked about this a little bit in recent weeks, that these followers of God did not receive the fulfilled promise of the promised rescuer that would come and save the world and make salvation possible. They were commended through their faith, but they did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided, listen to this good news in verse 40, church family. Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Uh, All of these people in Hebrews 11 are examples for us. They're examples of strong faith. And yet, amazingly, These examples, their faith was confined to the limits of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the arrangement between God and people prior to sending Jesus. And so their relationship with God, they were commended for their faith, but their relationship with God looked forward to what would come. Their relationship with God, their faith in God, strained forward to something better. They looked forward to when God's promises would be fulfilled and when he would reveal this promised rescuer, when when God's son, Jesus, would come and set things right. When he would live, when he would die, when he'd be raised again, and he would show us the way to God. We go into verse chapter 12 and we see that we are reminded that Jesus is the perfecter of everyone's faith. The Old Testament heroes that put their trust in God are perfected because of Jesus' work on the cross. And we as followers of Jesus today are made right, are perfected because of Jesus. Because we talk all the time around here that the gospel is the good news that God rescues sinners through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. That our relationship with God, though God loved us and created us and made us to be in relationship with him, that our relationship with him is, was broken by our sin and our rebellion against God. 
But God didn't leave us there. God didn't leave that. He could have said, he could have said man, they messed up and written us off like we're trying to write off 2020. But God said, no, I've got good purposes and my perfect timing. And so he's enacted his rescue plan and sent his son to live and die and be raised again so that we too can have life. The gospel is the good news that God rescues sinners through Jesus. And, and so as we've studied through Hebrews 11, and we think of the faith of these Old Testament heroes, but now we think about the opportunities that we have in, in, in the era after Jesus, having seen what Jesus' life accomplished, having seen the pivotal moment of history on the cross, that we have so much more as New Testament believers, as followers of God now, because in Christ, Brown says we have all this. Raymond Brown writes, In Christ, we have inward perfection, freedom from fear, immediate help, timely grace, present and eternal salvation, and that assurance, I missed a sentence, (laughs) present and eternal salvation, certain hope, a clear conscience, assured pardon, and constant access to God. In Christ, those are the things that we have. In Jesus, we have the advantage of having a high priest who intercedes for us. We have a high priest who made the the once-for-all sacrifice, who, who gave his life so that we could live. In Christ, we have him who intercedes for us, who goes to God on our behalf. In Christ, we have this assurance, this hope for the future. Remember Kent Hughes from earlier, a few minutes ago, I read Kent Hughes. He said, God forgets no one who loves and serves him. God sees your faith in him. God commends lives of faith, whether whether triumphant or whether empowered for perseverance. God forgets no one who loves and serves him. It is his pleasure to commend faith. So don't try to earn it, friends. Don't try, try to behave in such a way that God will like you more. That's not the way God set it up. Remember that we don't have to earn, that we don't have to behave, that we don't have to strive and struggle to be perfect on our own, but that God in his grace has offered his salvation. He has offered to make us right with him. He has offered forgiveness of sin. He has offered life now and life eternal. And that salvation comes through grace alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus alone. And so what that means is that we, don't, we quit striving and trying and behaving and hoping that we just do good enough for God to like us. And we instead put our faith in Jesus. We instead entrust our lives to him. We realize I can't do it on my own. I fall short. I go my own way. I need help, God. And so I entrust my life to Jesus. And so we urge you, Faith Church family urges you, if you are not a follower of Jesus, we urge you to put your faith in Jesus today. Because as we live our lives by faith, whether you've been living with Jesus, walking, following Jesus for a long time, or whether today is the day of your salvation and you put your trust in Jesus Christ, walking by faith is easier. Walking by faith 
it is possible as we keep these things in mind that we've been reminded of in this series. So let's look at, at verse 1 again. This is where we'll conclude for this morning. Let's look at verse 1 again and keep these things in mind as we ask God to help us live by faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Remember we said faith is a confidence in God that results in action. So, so faith is, is a God confidence. Faith is, is a trust in God, a dependence on God, because we take him at his word, because we believe what he says, because we, we know who he is, what he says, what he's done, and that he will accomplish all that he has promised. And so we put our trust and our dependence in that. Faith is assurance of the things hoped for. And because we know who God is and because we we know he will fulfill his promises, then we know that the future is in his hands. And we can look forward to that. We can have this faith that is assurance of things hoped for. Not, Not hoped for. Hoped for. Because of who God is. And that verse continues. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Church family, no matter what's going on, no matter whether 2020 gets a thumbs down or a thumbs up, no matter what your personal circumstances include, no matter what you feel called to endure, know that God is with you. Our faith enables us to see the unseen. Our faith enables us to see, to see things that our physical eyes cannot. As we trust God, as our God confidence grows, as we desire with his help to live by faith, for our actions and our words to be changed by our faith in him, we know that God is with us. And so when we see these swirling circumstances, we instead ask God to help us look for his invisible hand at work. God, what are you doing? How, what do you have for me in this season? Father God, we thank you that you are a God who has come near. God, we thank you that you do not leave us stuck in sin separated from you, without hope. God, we thank you that you are a God who has come near to us by sending your Son, by sending your Spirit to live within us. God, we thank you for these examples in Hebrews 11, these faithful men and women of God whose lives were lived by faith so that we could be encouraged. And God, we thank you even more that because your spirit lives within us, you are empowering us to live by faith. And God, may we trust you, may we depend on you, whether you empower us to live um, in triumph and success, or whether you empower us for perseverance. God, give us fortitude, strength, courage, conviction, to live for you, to live by faith in the ups, in the downs, when I get my way, when I don't get my way, when things go how I think they should, and when they don't go the way I think they should. God, help us to live by faith, knowing you are with us, seeing your invisible hand at work. 
Our desire is to live for you in all that we do. So as we continue our time of worship together this morning, Father, we, we give ourselves to you. We give our offerings. We lift our voices. We say our prayers all in thankfulness for your love for us, the love that you showed us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God, thanks for loving us. Thanks for being with us. Help us to live lives by faith for your glory and according to your good purposes. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.